Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, and welcome to the program. Tonight, for our quintessential listening pleasure, I am joined by poet and musician Kaim Elijah Ben Israel. He's the author of two books of poetry. Kaim, how are you? I am doing very well, sir. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Your two books of poetry are Hebrews and A Cry for Israel. Yes. Am I correct? Um, All right. All right. Uh, Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. The, the second <laughs> book is actually, it's called Old Testament New, A Poetic Cry for Israel. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, not a problem. Old Testament New. Okay. We got it. <laughs> All right, man. All yeah. right. Well, let's yeah. begin. <laughs> I want to get it right. I want to get it right. <laughs> let's begin this poetic journey. All right? Indeed. All right. What is poetry? Poetry, uh, to in all actuality, sum it up for myself, it is life. Poetry is the air that I breathe. Poetry is one plus one is always going to equal two. Poetry is the balance of life that just makes everything make sense. <laughs> all right. Give me some more. Tell me more about poetry. Tell me more about it. Oh, you said man. it's life. Tell me more. Tell me more. It has healed me. It is Poetry is the girlfriend that will never leave me. And I've, I've tried to leave poetry. And it's something that's deep, so deeply embedded into my system that um, it's, it's like a, a parting that can't happen. It's almost like when the Most High said, let no man tear asunder, it's almost like that's what he meant because I've had a lot of friends in this world and they've all departed from me. Uh, people that I've loved greatly have departed from me. But the one thing that has never left me is poetry. I really like that line about poetry being the girlfriend who never leaves you. Yeah, wow, that is really, really powerful. That's a nice one. You better write that one down. That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Oh, I'm going to steal it. I like that. Put in my own poem. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, we know what it is. Tim, I want you to tell me, why is it important? Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's a medicine. Um, and we all need medicine because we all get sick. Someone can find the right words to say that feel like that Band-Aid that's freshly put on you after all the anesthetics have been put on you. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a bridge. It can bridge gaps between generations. It can, it can put out fires. It is the most important thing that we have. It's the power to talk and the ability to persuade words to kind of bend and craft someone's ears to fold and give you the second to say, hey, 
I want to understand what you're saying because I like how you're saying it. It's a, it's an open door policy. Um, it's a all are welcome, but once you get here, please respect what's been done. Uh, it's, oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. That's, I like that. I like that. I like the way you expressed that. Very nice, man. Very nice. Very nice. You so as you think about your writing, my friend, what are some of the predominant things? What do you write about? I, I can honestly say because um, I have a saying for, for writers, and I've, I've actually penned this, and I said it in one of my pieces. Um, who do we write for? And the answer is the first person to read it. So all of us writers out here that write and we wow crowd, I want you to understand that you're the first person that whoever is having you write the piece that you're writing in that instant, that thing is for you first, because after you write it, you see it first. You have to give it the stamp of approval first. So us writers are actually writing to ourselves, but we have a connection to the people uh, in the words that we use that draws them in. So writers actually are writing for themselves initially. That's my belief of it. Now, how does a poem begin for you? With an idea, a form, or an image? Oh, wow. That, I, I can say all three. Um, all, all of my writings are um, uh, from the, the A standpoint. Let me say it like that. They all come from a standpoint, and that standpoint depends on the moment in which I'm living in. So it can be I can see something that can maybe trigger something that I've experienced some time ago, and this new experience reminds me of that, but it gives me a new way to say it. Um, it, it really depends. I've been inspired by thirst before. I've actually been really thirsty, and I was so thirsty that it made me really dive into thirst itself, and I actually wrote a poem from it. So it, I, I, inspiration comes from waking up every day. So. Um, I enjoy living, um, so I think that's a really big part of my inspiration. I enjoy living. All right, I like that. Please share a poem. Indeed. Um, oh, wow. Well, um, I'll start with this, and I just actually opened my book, Hebrews, uh, and I opened it up, and this poem jumped out at me, and it's called A Slice. I've worked very hard to own a slice. Was never willing to sell my soul because it has been bought with a price. 1,000 years is but the first day to the first being to create and leave it to us as inheritance or fate. You get so upset at times when you look at the date and it's not what you anticipate. Reluctantly, I can relate. But nonetheless, we must step up to the plate and eat the dish which is served just to find out at the end that the meal was superb, a slice. Thank you. All right. What was the purpose of that particular piece? What were you trying to say? Um, and, and, and I'll be very honest with you. I really honestly just opened up the book. And this piece came to me, and um, mm -hmm. this is uh, about 
well, not the thirst, but uh, part of wanting. And this, I use a slice because we like food, and we usually eat it in slices. So the objective of this poem was to show how we all have our desires, um, but we are all born with a plate already um, in which we must eat the things on the plate that we're given before we decide and figure out how to get things that we want onto this plate. So my thing is a lot of us would trade in the plate that we're given to go and get a whole nother plate instead of eating the dish that was given to you so you could see how good the plate that you were given is in spite of the one you went to go get for yourself. All right. Please share another poem. Indeed. Uh, um, okay, so you guys buckle up and sit down. This is, this is one that's uh, a, a teacher-type poem, so this is entitled Mental Note. Honestly, I was recreated this way. In my slumber, a path of destruction was set before me, and I was dumb. Stayed so high that I became numb, and I kept taking the bait. Stepping closer to the wrong fate, then one day a voice said, awake. And all of a sudden, I know better, but my past, my past keeps taking my provision. Then I read where it says, my grace is sufficient. And being that I am repentant, that which was previously done is oblivious to what I am now doing. There's a saying that goes, let go and let God. And there's a scripture that reads, faith without works is dead. So I realize I have to get these cliches out of my head and concentrate on the written verb and not the made-up word. So my actuality are those principalities that got my people out here zombied out, chasing the American dream, falling into the scheme of things. Question, are all coffins the same size? Does one size fit all, or do you have to get one for big and tall or extra small? I'm only asking because I know the ground footage is six feet, so if you're walking around dead on two feet, what's the difference if you're on your back? Sleep. Now, everybody on some kick about being black, but hell, I look in the mirror every day. I'm smart enough to realize that. So when my people going to go deeper, the hold is called a sleeper, but you have the power to resist. It just takes a whole lot more than spoiling that pick with the black fist. Let me see. We have picketed, boycotted, voted, bought our way in, sold ourselves out, changed our hair color, and bleached our skin. All this just trying to fit in. Let me quote meth right quick. It's hot in hell's kitchen. Now here goes my two cents, and the cook don't get no break, because every time I look up, he's serving my people a plate. The thing is, you were born natural. Then you become a gimmick. Because everything your eyes see, you want to mimic. And you will tolerate the pain of carving in your skin some other fool's name when you can just take a pic of them and throw it in a frame. I prefer to use memory, believing that is part of the reason I have a brain. Caught in a ball of confusion, but who, may I ask, is the author? Going by what the other man taught you is clearly the trap. It's obvious to me that their plan is to completely wipe us off the face of the map. The keeping of the commandments is the only way to combat that. But who will give in? Who will seek the Lord with trembling and fear? The proud walk this earth boldly and treat people coldly, but they do this thing unknowingly. 
their end draws near. And the look upon their faces will be as the deer in the path of the vehicle that can't steer clear. Change is a must, or your remains will be as the dust, all because you enjoy living according to your lust, yet you proclaim in God you trust. On this earth, there are many gods to trust in, but the one true living God does not allow sinning. And with that I say, repent and turn away, because there does come a day that all perpetrators will be slain and cast away into the lake of fire. That was mental note. Thank you. Wow. Very powerful. Thank you, sir. Take us, uh, take us through the process for developing a poem like that one. Where did you start? How did you start? Well, um, I actually recall I was um, actually sitting at a park one day in San Bernardino, California, um, and um, they had this big water fountain, and I was sitting there watching the water, and I just started thinking about my people. And I really love to meditate and concentrate on what my identity of who God is. And so I do that quite often, especially when I'm sitting in a tranquil spot like that, and it just came to me. The beginning of it started. I began to think about myself, and it brought me into thinking about my people and my ideal of how and where we are with the Almighty Creator. Mm. So you just started writing. Yes, indeed. You started crafting a poem. Am I correct? Yes, just like that. yes indeed. Just like that. I was sitting there and, <laughs> right. and thinking, and, you know, and it just came to me. Well, you know, some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out there, there's not much you can do to correct or improve it, while others edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on editing? And with that particular uh, form specifically, how did you go about it? How did you take out some things? What did you leave on the oh, floor? That is, that is a great question. Um, that is a that process can be difficult. Um, my thing is, I really just open up, um, and I don't rush words onto paper. I really take my time in the process of thought and thinking whatever ideas are coming to my mind. I really try to think them through very thoroughly. Um, I try to think on as many aspects of that specific situation as I can to get the idea that's dancing around in my head out clearly to the people. Um, I do understand that I'm writing for the people and that it is them who I'm trying to convey a message to. So I really take my time in the thought process of what I'm trying to say. All right. All right. Let's go back in your history just for a minute. What was an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power? Where did you where did you figure that out that it had power? So I was born in Austin, Texas. I grew up in Los Angeles, and there's a very very cultural iconic area in Los Angeles uh, called Lamert Park, and I would go there with my mother and sit amongst uh, some of the greats. The last poets have been there. Uh, it's a very very wealthy. Um, avenue for artists um, and I would sit there and listen to some very very great poets come through there, your Talam Aces um, your Shihan Van Cleef 
poetry. Um, I've listened to some great people uh, come through that place, and it's just a vibe that if you're really um, about that lifestyle, you can't help but absorb the truth that comes through there. There's so many great things that have happened and are still happening to this day in that iconic area of Los Angeles called Lamert Park. Uh, it's, it's a very, very uh, resourceful place. All right. So were you 10 or 11, 12 or 13? When did it hit you? That poetry you yourself, actually, and you started writing, and you started writing yourself. Right. You took pen to paper. When did you do that, my friend? Um, so the writing aspect, I've been writing since I was very young. Uh, my mother mm-hmm. um, was a playwright, and I was on her hip. I, I went everywhere she went that had something to do with the arts. So I've been writing, <laughs> um, I'll say, since 10, 11. But oh, when wow. I actually began to see my um, my form, my style beginning to take uh, form and shape into itself. I would say I was about 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, 13 or 14. Yeah. All right, so what about the music? You're a poet and a musician. So when did the music start? Um, since I was in the womb, my mother and father... <laughs> Very lively couple. Um, they, my dad and my mother loved music so much. They were listening to it, and I'm, I'm sure I came out partying with them. So music has been a part of my life. <laughs> since All forever. your life. Um, All right. Yeah, I just incorporated uh, it into my poetry once I mm-hmm. decided to be serious about the poetry aspect. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Please share another poem, sir. Indeed. Um, this one, face value. A face without expression. A life without a lesson. Having understanding without a question. Saying a lot but not having a message. And after all his work on the 7th, He rested. Jacob became Israel because with an angel he wrestled. His seed became lost because against the word we rebelled. One way back into the fold, I suggest being a willing vessel. Subdue your mind. Overcome the previous teaching of the devil. Trickery was used with your emotions they have meddled. Truth is, Christ is king of kings and lord of lords. It is settled. Face value. Thank you. Wow. You know, all great writers and musicians have great influences. Who are some of yours? What makes them great in your eyes, Kane? Oh, outside of my creator who gave me life, I'm going to keep this thing on the earth because... I have to do this, you know, that is for him. He did all this for me, but he did use my mother um, to channel the actual gift of writing and all aspects that I am blessed to be able to write in. He used my mother. So my greatest influence on this earth is definitely my mother. Uh, Elsie, she was born Elsie Katie Williams. Um, 
married my father. She became Elsie Katie Montgomery, and they divorced. And she married my stepfather, um, and she became Elsie Katie Spruill. Oh, I love my mother, and I pray the Most High will continue to have a blessed memory on her and all that have come into contact with that beautiful spirit known as my mother. All right. Anyone else? Any other um, person that, uh, in terms of writing? And then we'll talk as about far music. As, as writers go, um, mm-hmm. uh, we all know the Langston Hughes and, and the people of that yeah. time. Actually, that complete era, all the writers that came out during that era, um, that mm-hmm. whole Renaissance period. Um, the Harlem Renaissance, yes. The Harlem Renaissance. All that was, was spectacular in my eyes because it really made a spotlight shine on our craft. Um, there were other genres of music going around in the different uh, nationality groups, but what um, was being created by our people, if I may, um, was mm-hmm. something that, that would bubble and, and trickle into every other avenue of music that we know today. So that whole Renaissance period is like a beautiful affirmation of who we are as a people, period. So all the writers that came from there, um, I, mm-hmm. I thank them dearly because they have greatly influenced my my thought pattern, period. Very nice, very nice. So in terms of music, who did you like growing oh, up? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I started out as... Um, you know, before actual hip-hop came out, it was all R&B in my era. So mm-hmm. I love R&B, um, and, and I, I have a great respect, and I'm very fond of hip-hop. I am the hip-hop poet. Uh, I love hip-hop, but <laughs> R&B music is just is, is it for me. So I, I can't pinpoint a favorite but all mm-hmm. those, you can tell who they are that loved what they did. So your Luther Vandrosses, your uh, Aretha Franklins, Patti LaBelle's, uh, your Dale Phonics, you know, uh, the groups that, that showed harmony. I, I really love the togetherness of different groups. Um, and then those that were in groups that ended up going their own, like your, your Prince, Roger Nelson's, uh, you know, people of that nature, of course, your Michael Jackson, Jackson 5. It's, it's just a, a large number that have really just influenced um, my musical attributes. All right. So when did you first marry poetry and music? I was married to them and didn't even know it. They had married me <laughs> and decided right, to tell me right. later on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> they told you later. <laughs> yeah, they they told me way later. I had no idea. I'm, I'm trying to get girlfriends in this life, and all the girls are saying you're taken. But I'm like, who? I have who? I'm not with anybody. And they say you love your music. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's an image of poets being overcome with inspiration and having to write everything out of nowhere and at once. Does this ever happen to you, my friend? Oh, my goodness. I, I can say, yes, I've been bombarded with ideas and and not knew what to write. And, and then I've had the instance of beginning to write and becoming overwhelmed with another thought process, and it just started inking out into the thought I was already thinking. 
it can get confusing. I'm a I'm a uh, a heavy thinker. Um, I think a lot, and I don't really try to control what comes into my mind. I just try to control the pattern in which um, the, the process of releasing the thoughts come out. Um, mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does make sense. Yeah. It does make sense. You know, inspiration. It comes in many different forms. It does. What is what is inspiration? What does that mean? Talk to me. What is inspiration? I want to know. What is that? Oh man. Now that that's a very deep question because I've been inspired by death. So by death. Wow. Death has inspired me. Tell me. me. Tell me I'm more. Made, I want to hear about it. Tell me. Tell me. I want to hear about it. Uh, I um I, I buried my only son. Yes, sir. I buried my only son um on the uh February the twenty seventh of twenty twenty one. Oh um, man, I'm so sorry and, to hear that. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. a pain that I would not wish on a person that I could find that I hated the most in this earth. That is a pain that you never heal from. So for all of you right. out there who has had to bury your child, um, I mm-hmm. love you. And I pray that you find the strength to continue in this life. Um, that is a very tough thing to deal with. But, yeah, in bearing my son, this second mm-hmm. book, um, Old Testament, New, A Poetic Cry for Israel, is a lot of him. Um, after he passed, uh, things just exploded within me. And mm-hmm. I cried, and I wet so many of the pages that I wrote on from crying, thinking about my son. But I, again... I could not stop the writing. I know it's a tool to heal. And again, like I was saying, the first person to read it is who you're writing for. So I believe mm-hmm. that the creator was actually healing me through my own writings, but I had to thank him because I know that he is the source of my writing. It's really deep and it sounds kind of complex, but it's a very simple mathematical equation for me and it's working. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I write every chance I get, and my mind doesn't stop thinking of things to write. It's whenever I decide I want to write, I can actually just sit down and begin to write. I want to thank you yeah. for sharing about your son. Yeah. And you really my have pleasure. my condolences, man. You really do. I really thank you very much. I want to thank you for sharing. I really do, man. You I know, so when yes, so when readers read your work. What do you hope they get from it? Um, buy your books. Well, I'm a, yes, sir. I got you. So I'm a firm believer in that there is nothing new under the sun. Everything that we experience has been experienced. So when reading my book, uh, I'm hoping that I just bring a new way for you to look at an experience that you've already experienced. Um, my goal is hopefully that you get healed. Um, or you find joy, some kind of amusement or something that you can share with somebody to try to help them. So in reading my books, uh, I hope that it touches your funny bone. Like I hope you experience everything that you've experienced, but when you leave and put the book down, I hope you remember what you've read um, so that you can move forward. That's really my whole goal. Wow. Let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
We are back. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I am here with Kaim Eliza Ben Israel. <laughs> Hello, sir. Hey. Hey, how are you? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Please share a poem, my friend. Yes, sir. Poems that I've been reading to you all have been from uh, my book Hebrews, and that is on Amazon, and it's spelled H-E-B-R-U-I-S-E. And this next piece I'm going to do is called What It Is. It is the realm of unforeseen talent. It is the balance of the earth's center. It is the place where God is when he enters. It is the silent corner that speaks loud truths. It is the youth of the elderly yelling at me. It is the day that removes the night. It is the name to call upon to be assured that everything will be all right. It is the warmest welcome, the touch of peace. It is the star that appeared in the east. It is the effort to continue, knowing there is more than one dish on the menu. It is the presence of victory. It is knowledge used wisely. It is a frown shut down because you can't stop smiling. It is when it seems I can't. I only know what it is. Because I know what it ain't, what it is. Thank you. All right. Hebrews. What inspired the title? (laughs) What inspired the title? Okay. Um, So I'll say about nine years ago, I came into some knowledge about myself, um, and that is that I am actually the people of the book. And when I say the book, I do mean the Bible, the book that we call the Bible. I've come into the knowledge that I am an Hebrew Israelite. And with that being said, um, I entitled the book Hebrews in the form of pain because that is all. When I look back at my people as a whole, that is what we have endured, a great deal of pain. And I know that we are all the Hebrew Israelites. So this book is an ode to all of my people. Um, to re-inspire the pain, if if I can use that word, I want to re-inspire the pain. All right. So when you re-inspire the pain, what will that do? Hopefully, send it in a completely different direction. The pain okay. that we're how we're using our pain now is mm-hmm. detrimental to ourselves. I want to mm. re-inspire it for us to use it as a band-aid instead of a tool to continue to hurt us. All right. All right. You know, it sounds like your work is full of emotion, full of emotion. My question is, can a person be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions? Oh, wow. That's a, I'm going to have to say a very strong no. I think that's an impossibility. All right. Talk to me. Yeah. Um, Poetry is emotion-led, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. It's simple as simple as if you're in school and you're writing a paper, 
You want your teacher to feel the passion that you have in writing that paper. Poetry to me is stronger is stronger than a paper you're writing to your teacher because poetry has the ability to actually be seen by the entire world. So you want the world to feel that emotion that that's backing what you're saying on the paper. Mm-hmm. You know, Hebrews. You know, it just took me a minute to get the title of Hebrews. It took me a minute, but I got it. That's a nice title. Yes, Very nice title. <laughs> what did you learn about yourself, my friend, writing this book? Who are you as a consequence of writing this book? Oh, wow. Um, I, I, uh, I would encourage everybody to read the book so you can see the different instances that my person has been in. Um, so after writing the book and then going back and reading it myself, I even saw it differently from when I was actually writing it. I got a different view because I actually read it from the reader's standpoint instead of from reading it from the writer's standpoint. And that gives me a, a completely different perspective. And so it's actually helpful. And so I'm saying if people would do that, what I did and take it as, as the writer um, as the, or yeah, maybe instead of them being as a reader, take it as the writer, and it'll give them maybe a different perspective on it. Because I, if you read it, I want you to read it how you hear me reading it, with that passion mm-hmm. um, and that slow drawn tone. I would like for you uh, to read it as such. Um, I believe that helps. Well, I try to do that when I read other artists. Mm-hmm. You know, that brings up a question. You know, you talked about the passion in your voice, the intonation, the uh, inflection, all those things. What is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice? Is there a relationship between the two? Uh, I think, yes, yes. Not I think. I am pretty knowledge to know that there is a big difference in the two. Um, my my uh, reading voice, is oh, how can I say? Um, well, the reading voice differs. That depends on the poem. Um, I like to have a lot of my poems in the form of questions, so to speak, because that makes you not speak so authoritatively. A lot of poets take on that persona of speaking authoritatively. And that is our thing because I believe that poets are going to be the ones to put the world back together when it fully crumbles. I believe that's us. Um, But uh, my voice does change depending on which message I'm conveying in each poem. Mm -hmm. Um, I Mm -hmm. I try to be the authoritative as much, but that seems to come out some. But I'm getting older, and so I'm, I guess, relaxing more. So... (laughs) All right. I'm All right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> How important is it to you, my friend, to take part in poetry readings and other live events? And do you share your poems with anyone else before you decide that they're completely finished? Mm. Well, the taking part in the live events, uh, I believe, uh, I believe that's a must. If if you're mm. an artist that that actually wants to be known in in that genre, uh, you, you have to go out and share your work with, with uh, like-minded individuals. Just you, you want that 
feedback from your peers. Um, so, yeah, that's a must, um, especially for me. Uh, there's there's a thrill in that. I, I guess for some it's like um, those that enjoy uh, hang gliding or surfing. Um, I get that same thrill when I stand on the stage and I'm able to uh, convey a message to people. It is such a thrill for me. Um, so as as far as um, uh, the second part, and I actually kind of forgot what it was because I was thinking about performing. I really enjoy it, and I kind of dove into it. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Do you share your work with anyone else before you before you say it's finished? Um, so no, I actually don't. I'll, I'll finish my work, but I will share it with other people and, mm-hmm. and maybe get their feedback on it and see if maybe I need to mm-hmm. tweak something for understanding mm-hmm. things. Um, but mm-hmm. no, when it's done, it's actually done. I don't go back and write. Once I say it's done, I don't ever go back and write anything else. All right. You know, before we leave Hebrews, the cover is, as I shared with you before we started this process, when we first were introduced, it's quite striking. Tell me about the cover of the book. The cover was actually drawn um, um Quam 144 is him on Instagram. Um, he's another Hebrew Israelite brother of mine out of uh, Michigan. And um, we were just speaking, and I was telling him what I was trying to do. Um, this picture is actually the logo for my company, Clear Mental Music Publishing, LLC. So this is actually the logo for my uh, publishing company that he drew up. And so this being my first book, I figured I would showcase uh, my logo, so I will showcase the company as well as the book simultaneously. Oh, very nice, very nice. It's it's a very nice book cover, probably one of the best thank that I've seen. Ah, the best thank that you I've very seen. much. All right, I will tell yes, him that. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, would you like to share another poem? Oh yes, I will. Yes, I would love that. Um. Ah, here we are. Let's do this. This is entitled Spiramental. I hunger because my body needs food to feed, but it's not only physical. It's it's not walking down the street, stumbling into the first fast food joint I lay my eyes on. No, because that just won't do. But it's you telling me that I can make it when it just doesn't seem like I can take it because it just might be your wallet that I'm after. You see? I hunger because my body needs food to feed, but it's not only physical, it's it's longevity at its finest. Pressing forward, not on some rewiring tip, because I could simply go back to the ways of the ill, but that would make me run the mill, you see? I hunger because my body needs food to feed, but it's not only physical, it's It's not that million-dollar dream broken down to a -a dollar-a-day scheme, realizing ice goes in the cup and I like Hershey's chocolate on top of my cream. You see, I hunger because my body needs food to feed. But it's not only physical, it's it's experimental. That's experimental. Thank you. You know, for many people, poetry either 
helps them process information, vent. I mean, there's so many, so many functions that a poem serves. But what I want to know from you is, is a poem letting your guard down or building a wall? Wow. 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 Um, probably say both. In all actuality, it is actually doing both. And and again, that would probably depend on the poem. But nine times out of ten, I would say both because if it's a situation that I've encountered, well, if I if it's a situation an unexpected situation, well, I just took a couple of hits. Um, mm-hmm. So anytime someone gets hit, their first reaction is to put their guard up. So in writing mm-hmm. about that situation, I'm putting up my guard. Now, I'm letting the person know because actions don't just happen from one person. You can encounter a totally different person and encounter the same action from a different person. So now I'm saying in you writing, you're letting the world know, hey, I've encountered this now. My guard is up. And in your guard being up, you can relax because now you feel comfortable in knowing, hey, I know about this now. So people know, hey, mm-hmm. I'm aware of this. Don't try me with that. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. All right. So, Yeah. <laughs> As you think about poetry, writing it, does it hurt you to write poetry? If not, why not? Not only physically. Right. However, it, it can physically hurt at times. It, it can. Um, some writings can affect you to the point where it physically hurts you. It makes you not want to eat. Um, that, too, right. is physically hurting you. But Very nice. Um, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that clarification. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, does it physically hurt? It does. If you're speaking on a situation that involves maybe someone that you love, um, and you know you have to write about it, because for most poets, writing about it keeps us from bottling it up and going crazy. So we're writing about people that we love. And and it can hurt because these people that we love just so may happen to like poetry and just so may happen to find themselves in a space where you're reciting this poem about them. And so they'll have to hear it. And then them hearing it, they'll know it's about them. And so it can hurt because it can either make you want to repair what has happened or it can drive a deeper wedge and cause that person mm-hmm. to say, oh, you just talked about me. Although you may not have used their name and said them, words can still penetrate if they know that they're being talked about. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Mm. Has a poem you've written ever frightened or humbled you? One that you've written. I'm al- oh, yes. I'm I'm always humbled by my writings. Um, I really think my writings are of a healing nature and and they always humble me. Um, I believe that some of my poems have caused me to see futuristic things and it did frighten me. Yes. I believe myself to be a prophet and I speak things that um, have not yet happened. And and yes, I have been frightened by some things, some things I've not even written down because they Mm -hmm. frighten me. So I understand. I'd like you to tell me about a poem. You were proud of writing, but were afraid to share for fear of misinterpretation. 
Hmm. That's a good question. I've written quite a few poems in my lifetime. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <you> know, uh, <laughs> so you've had a lot this, that you are afraid could be misinterpreted. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> I won't make you answer that one. <laughs> the thing you got to open up a vault to do it. Yeah, I won't I, make you answer that I, one. I started looking at the table of contents of my first book. I started looking at my second book. I'm like, oh, my God, which one is he to talk about? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Would you like to shift to your second book? Oh, we can do books? that. Sure. Thing. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Um, well, the second book, Old Testament New, A Poetic Cry for Israel, it'll be available very soon. Um, I do have a website, Clear Mental Music Publishing, um, and as soon as it gets done, it'll be there. The first book is available on Amazon. Um, haven't really dove into the first album, um, which is entitled mm-hmm. Afterbirth. Um mm-hmm. Some of um, my poems that I have put to music are on this album, Afterbirth. So I'm oh, really wow. just trying to be eclectic here. Um, mm-hmm. um, well, what, uh, ins- what inspired your book, my friend? What inspired this particular book? Um, it's really, um, again, the second book is, is really very loosely based on the pain and, and trauma I've experienced in losing my son, because in losing my son, um, that February of 21, my mother passed four months after him. So, mm-hmm. man. Um, man, man, man. yeah, that 21 was very serious for me. And yes. it brought out a lot of emotion and a lot of thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of thoughts on family. Sure? Um, so the second book is really geared toward the healing of the family in, mm-hmm. in essence, um, because that, uh, it, it really, Put a wedge in my family, the losing of my son. It made people confess mm-hmm. things that it just opened up a lot of doors and a lot of wounds were open. So uh, this second mm-hmm. book, I'm trying to nip that in the bud for those who will mm-hmm. read it and mm-hmm. and putting up guards and boundaries for mm-hmm. us to not allow things to come in and hinder the progress of the family. You know, before you start, you know, I lost my mother in 21 too. So oh, I'm sorry to yeah, hear that. So that. I really am. Yes, and I'm sorry to hear about your mother as well. And see, that's where empathy comes in. What do you think empathy is? What do you think that is? Empathy. Oh wow. Um, and a lot of people use that term. I'm 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 mm-hmm. an empath and things of that nature. Um, I would I would say that empathy is is. Probably just you being able to feel someone's pain. All right. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. See, if you had been one of my students, I would have said A+. Plus. That's exactly oh. right. Being able to feel someone's pain. And I've always believed that if you can't understand another person's story in totality, if you attempt to resonate with the feelings that go along with that story, that's where you start. We all yes. know sadness. We all know happiness. All those adjectives in the middle. 
So that, to me, is what empathy is. It's, it's putting yourself in another person's shoes. Nobody's saying that it's easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's important, if you can, to do it. Yes, poetry indeed. allows you to do that. The poetry allows you to do that as you read someone's poems, to put yourself potentially in their shoes as they take their walk in life. Mm-hmm. Indeed. It is much something compelled me to say that. All right. Yes, you are very right. It is better if you can put your feet in someone else's shoes. That would make mm-hmm. the walk that much easier. You are very right. Yes, yes. All right. I interrupted. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, no, you Share your work. That, that, that interjection was very needed, so I thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Um, so from this uh, second book, um, here's what I want to do. Um, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Um, do you have those, uh, what I did send you, the music-wise? Yes, they're set up. They're ready to go. Okay. I'm, I'm just asking because one of the songs um, is mm-hmm. from this second book. So I'm going, okay. to Beautiful. Say, I'm going to say the poem so you can, they can All hear right. it without music, and then you can mm-hmm. play it, and they'll hear it with the music. I, think, I just want to, okay. uh, if, we, if we get feedback, just to know what the people think of it in the two different ways. All right. No problem. Okay. So thank you, sir. Um, so this piece I'm going to do is entitled A Real Place. If pain was a meme, I bet it would be black or dark or chocolate or any other color that symbolizes having melanin. Shortchanged, we gangbang in search of what mommy and daddy thought they could create before they realized that the first date would be the elevation of hate toward the most beautiful combination that ever existed. Indented, I find myself pushed away from the rest of the sentence, but my standout is the one that makes people want me gone. Good riddance. Why don't we pinch ourselves to see if something is real and whoever nicknamed my elbow a funny bone is a liar? Stuck in a position like a twisted game of twister and everybody got the attitude of Mr. from Color Purple before his reality mm-hmm. check. Speaking of checks, oh, never mind, because my grind is grinding me in the powder and the thought of getting mine screams louder. The only thing that I can count on for sure is not finding a cure because The pain is that raw, uncut, pure, and I'm addicted. Not by choice of my own, but born to be afflicted. And when I do the math, I do get upset understanding what I'm forced into and what I maybe could have had. If pain was a meme, the theme song would be for all we know. And I like the original, but I'm going with Ruben's rendition because the album was entitled Soulful. It's crazy when you look down and see that you can't go any lower. Pain does have a ground floor, pun intended. But you can't feel anymore when life has ended. Keep taking deep breaths in, but still short-winded. Something good happened to me the other day. I was offended. A real place. All right, very nice, very nice. All your work is nice. It makes you think. think. It's deep. It makes you think. All right, where do we go from here? In terms of the music, um, I don't know if you if you can see that a real place. If you wanted to uh, play that, that would be great. We can just I just did it, and if they can hear it, the music. Yeah, I've got it set up. You ready to get started? 
Hopefully it's yes, not going to be too loud. Let's see. If it's too loud, we'll right. turn it down. Here we okay. go. If pain was a meme, I bet it would be black or dark or chocolate or any other color that symbolizes having melanin. Short change, we gang bang in search of what mommy and daddy thought they could create before they realized that the first date would be the elevation of hate towards the most beautiful combination that ever existed. Indented, I find myself pushed away from the rest of the sentence, but my standout is the one that makes people want me gone. Good riddance. Why do we pinch ourselves to see if something is real and whoever nicknamed my elbow a funny bone is a liar? Stuck in a position like a twisted game of Twister and everybody's got the attitude of Mr. From Color Purple before his reality check. <laughs> Speaking of checks, oh, never mind, because my grind is grinding me in a powder and the thought of getting mine screams louder. The only thing that I can count on for sure is not finding a cure because the pain is that raw, uncut, pure, and I'm addicted. Not by choice of my own, but born to be afflicted. And when I do the math, I do get upset understanding what I'm forced into and what I maybe could have had. If pain was a meme, the theme song would be For All We Know. And I like the original, but I'm going with Ruben's rendition because the album was entitled Soulful. It's crazy when you look down and see that you can't go any lower. Because pain does have a ground floor, pun intended. But you can't feel anymore when life is ended. I keep taking deep breaths in, but still short-winded. Something good happened to me the other day. I was offended. A real place. Real place. Real place. Real place. All right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I thank like you, that. Thank you. What happens when you merge the two? What happens inside your body when you merge the music with the poetry? How does it make you that feel? Is, yes. Now, that is, it, it's almost like, oh, it, it's, it's the perfect, um, sandwich uh it's that cheeseburger <laughs> that you just put together and that last piece of lettuce that so i that <laughs> when that comes together it feels so great it is almost like a, a combination of team that you know was meant to be together it feels so wonderful together that you know you have to do it this way um the problem is the problem is trying to decide which way is better now do, it, mm-hmm. do I like it with or without the music more? And and I'm right. starting to lean a Both lot toward the music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah. music does add a different twist, but I think both poems are fantastic. Yeah. Either way, yes, either poem, either way. Ah, all right. Thank you. I'm ready for another one. Uh, me the daughter. You can you can play what you have because yeah, that excited me too. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So let's. Let's do the same format. You read it a cappella, and then we'll do it with the music. All right? What's your next piece? Uh, which, which one you have? Uh, 
I don't know if he's one of them. Um, what about Shalom? Ah, so Shalom, I actually wrote that to that music, and I only know it to the song. That sounds weird. So that's a, let me explain that dynamic. So somebody okay. gave me that, that, that song and asked me to write to it, and I ended up mm-hmm. writing this poem to it. I don't know okay. Shalom. I don't mm-hmm. know Shalom unless I do it to the music. Okay. Would you so, like to do it to the music? I will do it while it's playing with the music, yes. Okay. Now, you did the last piece while it was playing with the music? Well, that last piece, I actually wrote the poem first, so I learned the poem, and then I actually made the music much later. Wait a minute. So they were not on the same audio? Correct. Oh, wow. I thought that was you. <laughs> I thought we were playing an MP3 of an audio of your work. You saying the poem that on the was, audio. That was you. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I misunderstood you. That was me on audio, but what I'm okay. saying is when, I, when, that, that, song, when that poem came to me, I wrote the poem, and I actually mm-hmm. made the, the music. I made that, that music to that poem also, but I wrote the poem first, and I, I made the music to that poem months later. All right. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Okay. So we're going to try Shalom. You ready? Okay. Yes. Spoken word at his finest, man. He got my boy Kurt in the building. Shout out to really my brother. His name. Paul. I got to check it out. Yo. Sounds Maurice. like you got a winner here. That's what we're going to Family of everything. Word. Word. I stay open like stay reality. Open like reality. After you've witnessed After a tragedy, you witness the tragedy, to taste the agony, taste the should, agony. Bring about should bring about change. But everybody wants to be, the best, wants to be the, the best in the game. And for that, and for they, that lack shame. they lack shame. As an artist, As an artist I, go against the I go against the grain. What do I have to gain, have to you, gain? Ask? you ask? Well, you, well be the judge. you be the judge. Because we have all had our names dragged through the mud. And hit the ground and with a hard, hard thud. The question then the question is, then, where, is the love? where is the love? Honestly, Honestly the last time I looked, the last in the mirror, time I looked in the mirror, I saw one reflection. Saw one reflection. Staring in the face of truth, in the face of there, truth. Is no misconception. there is no misconception. I have a purpose. I have a purpose. Must dig deep though. Must dig can't deep just scratch the, can't just scratch the surface. My earth is, My earth majestic, is majestic and blessed with and blessed the power to bring, power forth, positivity to bring forth positivity while facing, while adversity. facing adversity. Being excused from all absurdity, all absurdity, the first shall be, the last. First shall be last. And that statement in the reverse. Cats don't call upon the Lord anymore. They hollering out church. And that's just the building filled with folks catching false feelings and saying it's holy. So I don't go off what they told me. Let the real, Let be, the revealed. real be revealed. And if you have eyes to see, then see it. Take it a step further and be And behold, and the, new the new creature. Student now becomes, now teacher. becomes teacher. And some will, and some follow, the will follow the leader. But most but will remain, most in those remain in those chains. Found by an accurate account of personal gain. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That you may be in good health. I heard it said that love is blind, but how can that be true? 
when I see to whom I give it to. So many cliches leave people dismayed and going any which way just to sound like you know. But what good is a flow if when you reach the ocean you drown and there is no help to be found? I'm just asking. Lack of focus, but still multitasking while basking in the glory of folly. Went from popping gats to popping molly. What do you get at the end result? A bunch of dreams that can't stay afloat. As I quote scriptures, the best of my ability. Keeping an eye on those trying to belittle me so they can feel greater than. My strength is in the great I am. While my life is but a vapor. I prefer straight with no chasing. Preparing myself for the things I read shall come to pass later. I've likened myself to those folks that serve you in a restaurant. A waiter. A waiter. Love the things of God, so I'm no hater. And check my behavior. Learn the truth about my Savior. Don't let anything sway you. Obstacles aren't as big as they appear. The biggest one stares back at you in the mirror. Although we know who is the author of confusion, setbacks are merely an illusion. I've learned to keep using my gifts to uplift and touch a light, then watch the shift. I would like to thank you for your time. I consider it precious. Hearing me line for line is me being selfless. Until all that is left is the memory of me being helpless. I give in. Shalom. Shalom. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I very, love that. You're very talented, my friend. Thank you. I bless the most high for his gifts given. I do, I do, and I try to write about it. Yes. It's so great. You know, which brings well, which brings up a question that I ask everybody. You know, there's so much happening in the world. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. What I want to know is what do you view as being the role of a poet in modern day society? Again, that's, that's a lovely question. Um, we have a very great responsibility. We are the spokespeople for whatever uh, ideals that you believe in as an individual. And there are poets for every type of lifestyle given. We are the spokespeople. We are the that avenue that everybody can at least give an ear to listen to because of the way the words are spoken. We speak it in such a way that it, it tickles your fancy, if I may, and you want to listen. And that is the open door. It's because the poet knows how to speak to that part of your ear that wants to listen. That is so true. <laughs> that wants to listen. Because everybody don't want to listen. Or they're not ready to listen at that particular time. There you go. That's another way to look there at it. Another way to look yes. at it. Yes. Do you think you are meant to be a poet? That is a definite yes. There's nowhere around that. Everybody was given a gift that they know 
is something that only they can do at the level that they do with that, and it is definitely poetry for me. What surprises you most about being a poet? I've done things to people that didn't look like they were able to feel this way that shocked me so it almost made me forget some of my poems. Um, I, I was doing, you know, pieces and, and, and people respond or look at you in a way that you've never been looked at and you know that you just touched them somewhere that they've probably never been touched. And, and, and it does something to me to know that you, I can't even say you let me in, but something in you let what I said in and you agreed with it because you gave me that okay approval. And it does something to me because, again, that is my goal. I want to be a part of your life that no one else has a right to be there. I want my words to touch you somewhere that you've never been touched so that when you get touched there again, you can say, this is him touching me. I want that. Wow. You know, we're almost at the end of our journey. So we won't get an opportunity to play all the pieces tonight. Uh, I want to hear all the pieces, but we won't get an opportunity to, just for the sake of time. Are you, are you planning to put together, I don't, people don't call them CDs anymore. What do they call them now? Uh, to go along with your book. Visible. Yes, yes. Um, uh, audio, audio CD, yes. Um, I, I, I will uh, record. I'll do select pieces, and it'll be um, spoken word, and then it'll be some pieces that I do with music, and and probably Mm -hmm. do one major compilation of both albums together. Um, All right. I also also do rap as well. Oh, you rap too? All right. Yeah, I do. All right. Well, I'd like to hear one more of the MP3s, if you don't mind. Um. Let's do one more MP3, and then I'd like you to do another piece Okay. as your final poem. How's that sound? Okay. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Okay, so which one would you like me to pull up? Uh, do you have Of a Lifetime? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's, I, really, I really like Of a Lifetime. That's one of my signature pieces. All right. Well, let's check it out. Here we go. All right. in a short gas for that because it might be my last. I think. Good thoughts. So not to believe this one lived was trash. Alas, I drove myself in the tape like whiplash and quick fast years come and go. But yo, I don't dwell on the past. I'm just a user for the future. Because that is something I do have until it becomes half. I big up my stepdad. I guess having one is better than none. Not being with my own didn't make me feel like a loner because I still love my mom's farm dog. Plus, it's not in my heart to hate. Knowing how deeply that feeling can penetrate and make your senses senseless. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm too busy tearing down buildings that scrape my sky so blue. I was given a chance of a lifetime to write rhymes, 
open the soles of your ears to blind. Rearrange your thoughts for a meantime with a smile on my face. I tend to seek to join life. I love me a lady, that's why I made her my wife. Not a chance of a dice, but the time of the life you follow. Good, sometimes it is too much to swallow. A dollar to borrow, a few more to lend. I bless God for things that flow from this pen. Because that guarantees that you will see me again. I inhale more wind with a longer exhale. I see the bigger picture. I will prevail. It's filled with joy and sorrow, but ultimately laughter. And so, I see you all in the one that comes after of a lifetime. Yes, I'm here. It's, it's, it's four minutes and 42 seconds. Is, is another piece coming, or that's it? Um, I, I can do one. No, 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 no. I'm saying the, uh, <laughs> it's still playing. So I was wondering, because it got about two more, sec- two more minutes left on the, uh, the oh. uh, song itself. So but there's nothing else on there, right? No, no, that's it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm That's sorry, what I was ready asking. to go. I thought you talked about me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and play these other two. <laughs> We've got enough time. Because, see, okay. you're going to blow up. You're going to blow up, so I want to be able to say, when well, he was on my show, <laughs> playing his music. Oh, so, <laughs> man, I really appreciate that. Like, yeah, that yeah, we, we're going to play the other two. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. What's the next one, my friend? Um, that you want to play, or did you want me to read one? No, uh, I'm going to play these other two, the other two that you sent okay. to me. Okay. So do you have Slumber the State? Yes, some Slumber the State. Yes. Here we okay. go. Okay. So that's actually a music video. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's on YouTube. All right. I will speak on a situation so sad They chip on my skin, color me bad But I ain't mad Use my sight, I have focus There's a way out, the circumstance is not hopeless How do I cope with this? It's easy to save face I read from the book of life about his saving grace It's not for all Now the truth is instilled But Matthew 15, 24 says he came for the lost tribe of Israel So why are you crying? Is it because we constantly dying? From our own hand and those that oppress us, no denying I read truth, I see truth, I'm living proof Through my flaws, became a new creature because I know to Keep them laws, I'm off the hinges No more going on wild binges, remembering the commandments Looking down at my fringes My people see what's happening, won't convert And I'm like, wow, but the Bible speaks clearly about the 144,000 You think he's bluffing? Well, ain't that something? Been going to church my whole life, but really ain't learned nothing Creatively I teach, cause entertainment is what the law seek Knowledge has been born, but we need wisdom at its peak It's picture perfect, so I pray you see the perfect picture When reading scripture, I hope it leaves a permanent indenture on your psyche 
so you can go and live righteously. The war is not corner, so why are you physically trying to fight me? I might be the one that can break it down to you, but the Bible says to study to show thyself approved. A workman, not needing to be ashamed. The Most High had Israel in mind before the world was framed. A chosen nation, he calls us a royal priesthood. Lost that's his commandments we must keep. He wishes we would. He says, if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then from heaven will I hear and also heal their land. That message for you natives, Hispanics, so-called African-Americans, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay, praying earnestly, awaiting that great and terrible day, facing the east from whence I came on a ship. It wasn't a cruise, knowing I would return someday to my homeland of Jerusalem, and my brothers should stop cooning. And if you live in this hymn, the Bible says, reprove them. I'm writing this truth music, though it's my gift, and I receive it. But I read it's better to give. I'm doing that because I believe it. So alone, I can never leave it. The moment is now, so seize it. Tomorrow's not promising. Yesterday, you can't redeem it. But I wonder what it would take to wake up Jake. The answer is the scripture. There's nothing I can do or say it. So I pray that the lost see another day before the wages of sin actually takes place. I need y'all to wake up, though. To wake up. Wake up. I scream from the top of my lungs. Before the most high makes your life a pile of dung. Teach a child when he is young. So from the way he won't depart. He 40 said go dumb, but now it's time to get smart. Uh, reckless and endangered are my people. The other nations looking at us from the top. But they were made to be beneath you. I've cried and sighed, then finally got upset. Calm myself down, realizing his laws we do neglect And he rejects us and won't take us back until We willingly submit ourselves to his will Peace will never be still A roller coaster ride full of thrills The end result is you being killed Destiny unfulfilled I'm speaking from my heart, this message here is so sincere But the ignorance of my people still won't give ear What more can I do? All I possess is this truth Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you Israel be in these streets with them scripts speaking bold so when the day comes, you can't say you weren't told you tried everything else. But nothing works. I heard the Bible stands for basing instructions before leaving the earth. So what's your life worth? A question you should ask yourself. Because nobody knows how much time they've got left. I'm praying that this doesn't fall on ears that are deaf. To die once is mando, to not repent is second death. Shalom. Nice. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is actually... That's on YouTube. I shot a music video in Los Angeles, California, um, at a Griffith Observatory um, for that song. Wow. So for all all our listeners, y'all go on YouTube, and it's called Slumbered Estate. All right. Very nice. Slumbered Estate. All right. Yeah. And the last one, the last one here, what's the last uh, MP3? I can't remember oh, the title. Yeah. I'm not even sure of what I sent you, but uh, uh, if you play it, I'll know what it is as soon as it starts. Um, okay. Because we was up late trying to get this stuff done. I was just sending stuff. hoping it went through. <laughs> I remember. Yes, sir. <laughs> Joy's Pain. Joy's Pain. There That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Right. Joy's Pain is, is on the album after that. my sleep and awake with a smile 
Because nothing of this world is worth my while But I find joy because I seek it I take what I need, then I re-release it But shortly after comes the pain If not first Buzzy jumping without a cord Living a life without knowing the Lord Tempted at me but dismissed I pray God will remove the thoughts From my head, from my lips Just know there's not joy without pain I can joyfully walk down the street And someone will want to gaffle me But why do they have to me? Because I have done them no wrong And I could go on But Do you allow them to take away what is your joy? I should hope not From the beginning That was is their plot They need to stop Do I look like a guinea pig to be tested like a crash test dummy? I think not. The pain hurts me. And I want to fix it upon someone else. But that's just a thought. And so I ask you, what can I do? And so I ask you, what can I do? And so I ask you, what can I do? I cry in my sleep and awake with a smile because nothing of this world is worth my while. But I find joy because I seek it. I take what I need and then I re-release it with shortly after. But shortly after, but shortly after, coming to pain, if not first, joy's pain. Talented man. Thank you so much. Your speak truth. Yes, I'm, I'm doing my best to try to speak the truth. I know you are. I know that you are. I'd still like you to share your very last poem live, one to bring us home from our poetic journey. Will do. Um, this, will, this is from uh, my new book coming, Old Testament, New, A Poetic Cry for, for Israel. It's entitled The Healing Process. It's in the quiet place that I cry the loudest. The sound is magnified, and my hope is that it breaks through heaven's door and stops at the feet of my Lord to ask permission for his ears to hear. My cry is sincere. It's from pain I've experienced and what I believe draws near. The disconnect is quite visible as the people become less reasonable, intensity at its highest, but it's not for things considered righteous. Everybody wants to be the flyest instead of banking on things considered priceless. 
I walk the earth iceless because my heart shines bright like diamond. It was given to me and I nurtured it. I didn't cop it. When people see it, they want to rob it. So I fight with my might to protect that which is in my greatest investment. Sacrifice at the greatest cost. I still haven't mastered the art of taking a loss, although I've taken many. Whether from an enemy, a friend of me, or the man is me. While the love of many waxed cold and with destruction on the brink, I remain grounded and try to move faster than instinct. I want sadness gone, so I'm in sync with the opposite of the way most people think. Since I know the Most High is no longer giving that wink, so I give an, alt- I give an attentive ear when my actions are becoming critiqued. There really is a thin line between love and hate, so as to not seal my fate, I give careful consideration to the things my person creates. The awake is like putting a cold steak on a flesh wound, but I don't want pain to dictate my mood, so I do my best to eat healthy food, a healthy balance. The one thing I take from simply breathing is that being alive is always a challenge. I look toward the future in hopes that a better one is on the horizon. My pain runs deep, but there hasn't been any greater than losing out my son. The healing process. Thank you. Wow. Does knowing that your poems are published and out there in the world validate your being a poet, or are you content knowing that they're out of your system? Ah, I would have to go with the latter, contention that they're out of my system. Um, it, it, it would be like a woman who was pregnant forever. Mm. You want to give birth. You have to give birth. You're going to be very uncomfortable your whole life. It won't leave you until you speak what needs to be spoken. All right. All right. How can listeners find your work, my friend? Um, uh, so right now I'm still in creating of the website. I'm not done with it, but I'm, I've opened it up so people can come look at it. Clear Mental Music Publishing. Um, I am on uh, a site called Number One Music, and you go look for a pilgrim, a.k.a. Double G, uh, on Facebook. Clear Mental Music Publishing. Uh, also, Kayin Eliezer Ben Israel on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm at Clear Mental. And then my music page on Instagram is at Clear Mental Music. All right, all uh, I right. You, I have a YouTube channel also, uh, but if you go look up that Stormy State, you can find mm-hmm. me over there too. Uh, on YouTube right. for that music, yeah. <laughs> You the man. What's next for you? Where do you go from here? Um, I'm currently, um, my major project that I'm working on is a movie. I I really want to complete this movie. I've been writing it uh, off and on for about 10 years. Um, And I really want to complete that. But um, I'm writing plays and things of that nature as well. Um, I'll continue with books and and rap albums and things of that nature. Um, my autobiography I'll have to do. Um, I just tend to remain busy uh, and hoping to come back on your show and let you know of my progress <laughs> sometime also. <laughs> oh, that would be nice, man. I'd like that. You know, I have thoroughly enjoyed this time, man. I am so glad you found me online. 
I really, really I am. am. Awesome. I really, yeah, really good. am. You know, there's a song in the in the gospel community, old song, and the title of it is "Give Me a Clean Heart." Now, I don't know if you ever know, know that song. I we do. used to sing it in our church when I was a little boy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I sense that you are cleansing your heart every day. I strive daily to be a better person than I was the day before. That is an action that a lot of people talk about, but I strive for that. I can tell. I can tell. I can tell. I want you to come back and visit me again and share what's happening in your life. What's happening with your music, what's happening with your poetry. I wish you nothing but the best, man. Nothing but the best. The best that life has to offer. You deserve it. I truly thank you. I truly thank you. We can go into depth a little bit more about my life because I really just scratched the surface. Um, and I, I would love to share that with you on your on your platform. This is a wonderful platform. I appreciate it, man. All right, then. That's the end of the program. I want to thank you, Kaim Eliza Ben Israel. <laughs> That's quite a name. <laughs> That's a nice name. <laughs> That's a nice name. All right. <laughs> to our listening thank audience. You oh, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. To our listening audience, I want to thank you again for tuning in and hopefully enjoying this program with me. As I share with you every week, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night, everybody. Good night, Kaye. Good night. Good night, brother. Shalom, people. All right. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.